Check it, check it, check it. Welcome to the No I'm 15 All Cast. It's your boy, Seven Cs. Uh, I might sound a little weird there because it's the first time I've done a solo episode in, man, I can't even tell you how long it's been. At least a couple years, for sure, uh, since season one. But um, by the time this episode airs, I'm guessing it's close to Independence Day. So, you know, I thought it'd be cool to kind of like you know reference some cool and interesting facts uh, about that film from the year 1996 i believe right was it 96 yeah i'm pretty sure it was 96 so uh yeah for anyone that hasn't seen this film here's a little a little snippet a little introduction of uh of what that film's about by playing the original trailer uh yeah check it out y'all miles and with themselves. Where are they heading? They should be entering our atmosphere within the next 25 minutes. Independence Day the tagline was we've always believed we weren't alone and then on the trailer it goes on to say on July 4th we'll wish we were uh, you know and in the movie itself they say Independence Day is the day we fight back 
looking this up, still got a pretty good rating on IMDb, 7.0. Uh, their description, brief summary is, the aliens are coming and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. Oh, man, that's pretty pretty dreadful, right? Eh, you know, that's our only weapon. We got to survive. We got to make it past this, man, somehow. <laughs> it's just funny to me. But uh, the cast is awesome in that movie, too. You have, uh, obviously, Will Smith as a star. He plays Captain Stephen Hiller. Bill Pullman. He plays the president, Thomas J. Whitmore. You have Jeff Goldblum as David Levinson. Mary McDonald as Marilyn Whitmore. Judd Hirsch who plays uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad. He's Julius uh, Levinson. And then uh, Robert Loge as uh, General William Gray. And a lot of people's personal favorite, maybe, uh, Randy Quaid as Russell Case. Russell Case, sir. Yeah, you know, he's going to ram that missile right up the, uh, you know, the hoo-ha of the uh, Independence Day alien killing machine <laughs> the big giant spaceship um but yeah i'm not i'm not getting too in depth on the movie i just want to kind of cover some interesting facts about it some stuff that people might not know uh, you know about it and uh you can find a lot of these online you know there's a bunch of different sites uh, a lot of them have been you know written in wiki and stuff like that but just gonna talk about some of the interesting facts about the movie that you might not know and the kind of cool stuff you can share uh, if you're interested in listening and learning more about Independence Day, uh, behind the scenes type stuff. So um, the film, I didn't know this, lost its military support due to its Area 51 references. In its roundup of insights from the Independence Day DVD commentary, um, you know, it's pointed out in there and shout out to Film School Rejects. I think they pointed out that the U.S. military had initially agreed to support the film's production by offering greater access to military facilities and consultation from real-life officers, soldiers, and pilots. However, according to the film's producer, uh, Dean Devlin, the military withdrew its support after learning about the script's multiple references to Area 51 being a hub for extraterrestrial projects. Uh, Yeah, you know, ever since I've grown up as a kid, that's definitely been... Uh, in the air about Area 51, it's a lot of mystery, a lot of, you know, government cover up. A lot of people think, you know, there were aliens that crashed in New Mexico and that's where the bodies are hidden in Area 51. So it's kind of cool that they use that in the movie. But, uh, yeah, I could see why the military was like, nah, we can't do this no more. Uh, sorry, Dean. You know, we're going to get in trouble. So interesting. Interesting to know that. Um, the computer virus, another interesting fact. That saves the day is also a reference to War of the Worlds. So, you know, alien invasion is not a new theme when it comes to films. Um, it is been around since. Whew, I can't. I can't even tell you when. Uh, my earliest remembrance of alien invasions in films uh, was probably uh, the day the Earth stood still, uh, the original film. Um, then you have War of the Worlds, of course, which is what they're saying is a reference to uh, the computer virus in this movie. Um, yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you know, it goes on and on, man. Uh, even in the 80s, we got like Alien Nation, uh, They Live, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, v, that TV series. So it's always been a fascination with that. Um, but in this movie, 
in both the novel and the film versions of the War of the Worlds, mankind's biggest guns fail to take down Martian attackers, uh, which is kind of a theme, right? Instead, it's tiny viruses in our atmosphere, mostly harmless to humans, but foreign to Martian immune systems. They finally do the job. In Independence Day 2, you get Bill Pullman's president. You know, he orders, let's nuke the bastards. I remember he says that in the movie. Uh, he doesn't even make a dent in the aliens, uh, you know, their attack and their spaceships, their force fields. Um, but it is a virus that manages to destroy the invaders, you know, and in the end, that's what ends up taking uh, their force fields down and allows us to attack them. Um, in the case of Independence Day, the the viral Hail Mary, um, you know, it has a lot of criticisms over the years because of how uh, David Levinson, you know, played by Jeff Goldblum, could have drummed up a computer virus that affects alien technology so quickly. Devlin offered some answers um, during a Reddit AMA. He said, you know, Jeff Goldblum's character discovered that the programming structure of the alien ship was a binary code, and as many beginning programmer can tell you, binary code is a series of ones and zeros. What Goldblum's character did was turn the ones into zeros and the zeros into ones, effectively reversing the code that was sent. Yeah, uh, super IT in uh, movies always gets me. But yeah, that's what that's what uh, Dean Devlin said. Um, yeah, interesting. It's an interesting thing to kind of contemplate. There's also a longer scene, I guess, that would have gone into it a little bit more. That suggests like modern computers in the Independence Day universe are descended from reverse engineered version of recovered alien tech. You know, courtesy of Area 51. But they cut that scene. So, yeah, that, that maybe would have made a little more sense. But I, I see I see, it's an interesting uh, thing they did there in the movie. This one is really funny to me. Uh, all you sex hounds out there. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the alien's foul slime that we see in the movie was really KY Jelly. Uh, this was reported in 1996 that the very alien-seeming goo that slicked the surfaces of some Independence Day invaders was actually personal lubricant. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You got to get that slimy feel somehow, right? And they uh, Maybe they added some dye in there or something, hopefully. But, yeah. Creepy. Kind of gross, but you get it. You know, they use all kinds of stuff when they do special effects, especially practical effects. So, to get the best look. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here in interesting facts? Uh, so another interesting fact, Jeff Goldblum said must go faster in both Jurassic Park and Independence Day. Uh, Goldblum obviously first uttered that line in Jurassic Park when he's in the Jeep and they're trying to get away from the T-Rex. And, uh, and in Independence Day, it came out again at Emmerich's request, a uh, Roland Emmerich, who I think was a director, uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg was not pleased uh, when he <laughs> used it again in Independence Day. I think he uses it when they're escaping the mothership, uh, and he tells uh, Will Smith. So, yeah, let's let's confirm that. And now it's time for a quick advertisement. Check it out! Hey, everybody, have you heard about Newsly? If not, yo, check this out just real quickly. Listen to me. It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android, and it picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment, and it reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the ever of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. 
Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and just start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, and Bitcoin. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you out loud. You also got podcasts as well, like mine, the No Offensive Allcast, and their podcasts that are trending in over 80 countries. Start using it like I did as my default podcast app. They even have digital radio. Forgot to mention that. Did you guys know that? Do you guys dig digital radio? Because they got that too. Uh, download and use Newsly for free now if you go to www.newsly.me or from the link in the description and use the promo code 15allcast. And uh, if you do that, you'll get one month of free premium subscription. So again, everybody, check out Newsly. All right, here's another juicy, interesting fact about Independence Day. The president's role was written for Kevin Spacey, but studio execs didn't think he was star material. Yeah, you know, uh, co-writer of the film and a childhood friend of Kevin Spacey's, uh, Devlin initially developed the role of Independence Day's POTUS with Spacey in mind, but 20th Century Fox reportedly wasn't having it. They literally had an argument, told... Uh, Devlin told The Hollywood Reporter about this, and the executive who's no longer there said he didn't think Kevin Spacey uh, was a movie star. In retrospect, yeah, he was a hell of a you know actor at the time, but uh, later on, some creepy shit came out about Kevin Spacey uh, harassing young men. So, yeah, that guy can go fuck off, you know. I was a huge fan of Kevin Spacey too, man, but that sucks. Um, but, yeah. Uh, good choice, I guess. You know, I like Bill Pullman as a president now. I don't know if I could see anyone else doing that role. Um, Matthew Perry dropped out of the film, but his dad had a role. So the role of Captain Jimmy Raven Wilder, which was eventually played by Harry Connick Jr., was originally offered to Matthew Perry. He pulled out before shooting began, though, because he uh, was making his father... Uh, who played a secret agent, the only Perry in the film. So there you go. No Matthew Perry because Pops was in it, and he didn't want to, I guess, rain on his Pops parade. I don't know. I don't know what was the thinking about that. Interesting fact, though, that he would have played the role of Harry Connick Jr. instead. Uh, James Brown voice had a cameo in the movie. Um, I didn't know this. Kind of interesting fact. According to Devlin, the sound mix accompanying Randy Quaid's heroic self Sacrificial plunge into a ship's weaponry includes a voice clip of the Godfather of Soul himself. Uh, yeah. Might have to listen back to that. I don't wonder if it's what he's saying. Hey, boys, I'm back. Maybe they mixed it in there somehow. That, that's kind of interesting to think about. But, uh, yeah. Uh, here's another interesting fact. Uh, the film faced censorship and proposed bans in Lebanon. Holy crap. The L.A. Times said that Independence Day had a serious tendency to marry schlocky plot elements to a cheerful insistence on stereotyping, among others, Jews, gays, alcoholics, scientists, and residents of Los Angeles. In Lebanon, negative reactions to Independence Day presentation of its characters were even greater and led to censorship and proposed bans of the film. In 1996, uh, the Washington Post reported that Lebanese censors trimmed the movie twice under supervision of their Interior Ministry's Public Security Department and that many cuts recognized Muslim-Jewish tension in the region. 
So the scene where uh, Judd Hirsch has a skull cap on and leads a group of White House aides and soldiers into a Hebrew prayer for mercy. Uh, that one's gone too. And then the fleeting uh, the footage of a few seconds of uh, Israeli troops working side by side with Arabs in a desert. That was cut. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, there was a lot of stereotypes and stuff back in the 90s, you know, still, uh, obviously. So, you know, that's just a sign of the times. Um, You know, this one's pretty funny. Another interesting fact is the film was almost titled Doomsday because of licensing. Um, initially, Fox execs weren't initially thrilled about using the title Independence Day, the rights to which were still owned by Warner Brothers after the studio's 1983 film of the same name. Uh, em- Emmerich, Devlin, and Pullman, and uh, several of the other films, you know, key players explained that the ultimate line of Bill Pullman's humanity rousing speech was designed to show Fox just how affecting their preferred title could be, according to Pullman. Um, yeah, there was like suddenly interest in pushing the date on the schedule, and you know, they already shot the speech, so Fox was considering pushing the title Doomsday. That would have been a horrible title, obviously. Um, and then, you know, they got through a couple different movie titles, but they stuck, you know, with Independence Day um, to prove that the title had the f- the right feel of urgency, I guess, uh, to get it right. So, yeah, interesting. I don't know. Independence Day or Doomsday? Eh. Yeah. I guess with the speech is a big part of that movie, so it, it would have definitely affected it. Uh, so some other interesting info on the film. Um, after six weeks, you know, it came out on home media, you know, after it was released uh, initially, and they had like a $30 million marketing campaign. And uh, Independence Day was released on THX certified VHS on November 22nd, 1996. Uh, a laser disc release came out uh, roughly the same time, which included audio commentary, theatrical trailers, deleted scenes, and a bundled soundtrack. Wow, man. Laser disc. Man, what happened to that? That was going to be so huge. <laughs> I knew someone that had laser discs. Shout out to my boy uh, Bruce out there if you're listening. I remember that laser disc player he had. Um, the film became available on DVD in June of 2000 and. I mean, it's obviously had a bunch of different iterations since then. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. The original scheduling of Independence Day being aired on TV was September of 2001. Um, But obviously that was canceled because of 9-11. It's crazy, man. You know, why did it take? It took five years to get it on TV. You know, it was out already for so long. But, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy how that works. Um, you know, the box office for this film is amazing. Uh, when you think about the time and how much money it made, uh, Independence Day was the highest grossing film of 1996, obviously, uh, beat out a lot of blockbusters that year. 96, you had Twister, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, The Rock, you know, uh, that, uh, Michael Bay film with, you know, Sean Connery and, you know, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, those are terrible impressions. Um, but yeah, that, uh, man, made a ton of money, man. And then Independence Day held the record till 2002 until Attack of the Clones came out. Uh, it, it earned 104 million in its opening week. 
for back in 96 that's that's amazing that's a ton of ton of cash total like box office it ended up making 817 million uh just man a little under a billion i guess you could say give or take a hundred million change um budget was 75 million but man i for the life of me i don't know why it took so long to make a sequel to it and uh, i also don't know why they screwed up the sequel that's you listen to one of our past episodes one of our event session episodes where we talk about movies that disappointed us that's definitely one for me because it's it's such a epic movie at the time just the scale of it and it was a cool sci-fi movie at the time and you know i thought for sure we would get a sequel sooner but it took so long and i mean how are they gonna make a sequel without will smith so yeah it totally totally screwed things up man but you know it is what it is in retrospect like i said the first film is still to me definitely gonna develop a cult classic status uh, as time continues to go on um it actually won an academy award for the best visual effects at the time and uh you know nominated for the sound and yeah man um you know it's definitely worth a watch it's it's one of those i I remember it was compared to at the time to star wars in a way and not not so much because of you know the way the film was but um as far as the, the, the subject matter of the film but the way it used, you know, a bunch of character stories running concurrently throughout the film. And I think that's that's where people would kind of compare it to at the time. And it's kind of special in that aspect. And it's one of the first, you know, big, you know, blockbuster, you know, apocalyptic movies uh, that was actually good, you know, that people liked in the 90s. So uh, it's worth a watch. If, if not for any other reason alone, then, you know, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum in there um you know it's it's a great popcorn flick like i like to say you know it's something especially on independence day i like to watch when i can because you know it fits it just fits that day so um definitely check it out and you know thanks for listening to this quick quick love letter to independence day you know on a solo episode of the no 15 allcast um again and if i leave you with anything else i'll leave you with the speech that Bill Pullman gives uh, in Independence Day, which is, you know, uplifting. Uh, so we always continue to fight. Here we go. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom not from tyranny oppression or persecution but from annihilation we're fighting for our right to live to exist and should we win the day The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate 
our Independence Day.